Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales, and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. This is the single data point or argument that I'm kind of making right now that I think a lot of people are not really digging into, which is we're not going to see a market crash because the MBA, Mortgage Bankers Association, the mortgage credit availability and what it looks like today versus what it looked like in the boom of 2004 to 2006, completely different. I know. I had this conversation. Non-stated, no income type loans. I mean, literally fog a mirror and say you make $200,000 a year and get a $500,000, a million dollar jumbo loan. No joke. How easy it was back then versus what it's looked like since the great financial crisis. Completely two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep. What's going on, guys? Welcome into Money Moves with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Breedwell. This is a show where we cover all things stocks, real estate, and personal finance to help you on your wealth building journey. You're like just cruising in. You just landed. Wheels down. Kansas City, Raiders game. You was going crazy. About to get in fights with kids. I didn't have any fight. No, the kids were trying to. <laughs> the kid was Raiders talk, were talking. We, we had a Raider fans, kid trying to heard. talk trash I was to Mr. Like, Breedwell. I was like, oh my gosh, man, handle your child. Hey, here's uh, what I will say about you. You and I actually are very good at this. We like we like some good shit talking. So I'm a professional. I can, I can, yeah, we, we both consider ourselves top tier shit talkers. And we can do it in a way that is still respect. Socratic method. Cut you deep. Yeah, ask questions, get answers. But you were in Kansas City, you and the Pops, what were you guys doing out there? Yeah, um, we went out there with our marketing partners out in Topeka, Jared. Uh, so Jared was out there with us. Oh, Jared was with you guys. Yeah, Jay Flo met us out there. He lives in Topeka. He's an hour away. Jay. So he came out there. Shout out to Jared. Obviously pulls up in the GT63R. I was like, okay, Jay. He's like, yeah, I got to ride this drive spaceship down. So I was like, all right, that's fun. Get there. We went to a tailgate party. Um, they do this thing there where it's like literally they're the, they're shipping containers. Uh-huh. And they have them like decked out on the inside. And then they put decks on the top of them. And they surround this massive parking lot. And they have like 
the little ring game, the throwing the football into the barrels. It was a they whole, were doing it right. Oh yeah, I've like never, obviously we've been to Raiders games, Niners no, games. This in was Bay. The, this, this was this the, was another level. Yeah, this was the highest level of football fandom I've ever experienced. I've never where they were walking into the stadium before the game, like fifty thousand people, and all I could see was their arms going straight forward, and they were like, ah, walking into the stadium That's an hour before the game started. So it was great. It was really fun. There's nothing like the energy around sports. No, I also found out Kansas City is like a big mob city. Oh, like like Italian mafia, mafia. Yeah, so mafiosa. There's like I was like looking and reading some stuff. They they made them pour the concrete six feet deeper than it needed to be so they could, you know, charge them more money. And so a lot of Kansas is just concrete. Like literally, it's I've never seen concrete skyscrapers. Oh, they're there. They are there. Interesting. Yeah. So very interesting city. Super good barbecue. Very nice people. Had a good time. You're you're kind of you're kind of crowd. Yep. I like it. Yep. I'm back in the saddle after being in Arizona this yeah. last How week. Was that? Dude, going yep. off the grid. It was great. I hit you with ones. I was like. Uh, what did I say to you? Uh, cash is trash. Step down. I was, and you were like, Oh that, yeah. That you, one message came through and you're like, I have service. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, uh, was out in, well, we landed in Scottsdale and just did it right. We did the W pool party. We did Toka Madera. Phoenix, you mean? Yeah. But oh, we, uh, flew into Phoenix, stayed in Scottsdale. Hey, Scottsdale. You can find Scottsdale with we, PJ. We kicked it. Uh, there for a day and we had a guy who does all of the family offices for like 10 different billionaires. He's one of the big um, wealth managers for the Disney family. So he came in and gave us like kind of a breakdown of how you build a family office and what the family office infrastructure looks like. So that was... I know it very well. We're pretty much a family office. We just don't... We're for profit. That's the only thing you can't do as a family office. You cannot make a profit. You have to be a not-for-profit entity. Yeah, it was um, really interesting getting that kind of breakdown. And then we uh, went out to Sedona and the Red Rocks and Mm. mountain biked and uh, masterminded out there, massages, pickleball. Oh, dude. I love pickleball. Pickleball is my shit now. Yeah. Like, that like is my new... Tennis with a hard wiffle ball. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the poor man's if badminton. It, if you leave it up in the kitchen, I will... The, the kitchen. I learned all about the kitchen. Lingo? Yeah. On, that was, so that was super fun. Um, and then after doing that, we went out to the Grand Canyon and stayed at this really cool... I mean, whenever we go on these trips... Um, this is, you know, my mastermind group. This is an accountability group of guys. We've been together for seven and a half years. I don't think we've missed one weekly call ever in that seven and a half years of going over our goals, our finances, our families, our health. Um, and once a year we get together and each person, uh, is kind of dubbed like this is your year to plan and facilitate. So every year somebody's trying to updo the next person in terms of like an agenda and it's three, four days. So you're, you're going all out, you yeah. know, we're spending a good chunk of coin, but we stayed at great hotels, ate at great restaurants. Um, we stayed at this super cool place called under canvas mm. and it's like these glamping tents. Oh, I've communities. seen okay, I think I've seen those. So they have like 15 Instagram. different locations all over the country. Yep. It was so cool. That was in Sedona, right? Um, that was in the Grand Canyon. Do they have one in Sedona? No. Or they, flat or Flagstaff? They might. I, I think that was the only one in Arizona, but they, um, so we did that and, um, we hiked Rimda floor yep. in the you, Grand Canyon. You donkey down or you? Not hell no. I ain't ride one of the donkeys. The burrows. Those burrows look 
I mean, they're like toe in the edge and you go off and you're like, yeah, the three, 4,000 feet going down. Donkey like, ain't going to fall though. Dude, I know that, but I, my dumbass might fall off the donkey. That's true. So, uh, we did that and man, like just feeling so small when you look at the grand Canyon and you think so about, I think big. it was like 1.8 billion, you know, we're Earth is 4 billion years old. 1.8 billion years ago was the largest tectonic collision, which created the Grand Canyon. And basically, our guide told us every step you take down into the canyon is 10,000 years into the past. Yeah, and then, and then the, the it was, amount of river and water that was flowing through dude, there. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so it was just a great trip, coming back, energized, recharged, uh, excited. I feel like I missed you, bro. Like I, I missed... I, uh, you know, my team, I missed uh, the podcast. Yeah. I missed all the great stuff that we've been doing. But, you know, you got to take those times to recharge, recalibrate, kind of refresh, take a step back because, dude, this year has been a grind for me. It has it's been, been a tough year for me. It's been a hard one for me too, man. Yeah. It's been a yeah, You've earned your, <laughs> your keep this year right, for sure. Forward. This has been a volatile year. But, you know, volatility just is is opportunity wrapped up in 100%. red. I mean, that's all it is. It's It's being able to see that that growth and opportunity normally happen in, in times like this, you know, when, when there's, uh, um, when there's blood in the streets, you know, I've heard people say that, or when in my world, when it's bad, that's the good time to get in. Yep. Cause most of the time you're buying this stuff as it's expensive, yep. you know, it's, um, it's almost like if gas was $3 a gallon and, and, or it, it dipped to $3 a gallon, but it's normally six. It's almost like complaining that, that it's, three dollars a gallon you're still gonna buy gas you can just buy it for cheaper so for me as long as like i've said before and before again just gotta make sure you're buying quality same i mean especially on your real estate i I know flippers man i told y'all you're gonna get smacked this year i said it they got smacked yeah wholesalers wholesalers buy anybody that was uh, buying bias assignment fees based on speculation got hurt for sure but i i think you know the way i've been looking at it this year too is like you know, thank God for your hardship because my when Instagram I look, feeds easier, I can get through it a lot faster. You can get it a lot. <laughs> it's a lot less courses for sale. But I think too, like, you know, the struggle, the hardship, you know, I had some time to really reflect and just kind of really sit with a lot of the challenges that I've been through this year, mm-hmm. business challenges, family challenges, you know, health, all a lot of that stuff. And um, coming off 2021, which was like, the best year of my life to then this year, probably being collectively the most challenging year. It was like, thank God for your challenges because those hardships show you how strong you really are. And they allow you to kind of step into somebody new that you need to become in order to recalibrate and get to the recreation of the person that is required to get to that next level. And so I'm feeling energized. Today is October 11th. Mm. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. We got yeah. core versus CPI print, the Federal Open Markets um, Committee minutes. Um, you're going to give us a little breakdown of where we're at in the market cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some updates on commodity prices, which I think some people are hearing differing you know, sentiments around what that looks like and how that's going to tie into the near end um, distant future. Yep. We got a really interesting um, bill that was that introduced, was crazy. which we're going to talk about that. 
Um, recession talk continues to go on. We got Jamie Dimon coming out saying some pretty aggressive stuff around the recession. You got some opinions on that take. Um, and of course, real estate. Um, are we really going to see a crash coming up here? Because there's some stuff that is leading up to putting some excessive pressure in areas of the real estate market that a lot of people are saying it will. I've got a take and opinion on that for you guys. I got an argument. Of course, that. current state of the housing market and where we're at with the data. Um, I'm excited to dig in today. So I am too. With that being said, of course, before we jump in, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you guys are new to the show, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button on the podcast. Yep. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment Welcome. down below, like button, all that good stuff. Um, and all we ask is that you take two minutes to leave a review on the podcast on iTunes. It helps us continue to spread this message to more people. Yep. If you haven't taken advantage of your free financial x-ray, um, now more than ever is a great time to be doing this, to get your financial house in order, yep. to be digging in on every aspect of your money. These are the wealth building opportunities that really are only, I think, on, you know, for, depending on how young you are, you're only going to see five or six of them. Yeah, in your lifetime. Yep. And so making sure that you're digging in, doing what you need to do on your financial plan right now, which is why we have Ryan, his amazing team and company that does all of this for free for our Millionaire Mindcast right. listeners. You can take advantage of that by texting the word X ray to 844. 844- 447-1555. Tone's got that up on the screen there for you guys. So you can text that in. Also, uh, big shout out to all of the Millionaire Mindcast fam. You guys balled out and uh, got involved in the Houston apartment deal. We, okay, we really quick, I need to give a shout out to me and Tone for that last week. Tone <laughs> was over here. We were given, we gave the Houston vibe rain dance because we were like deals, Houston, deals, Houston. I've been, I, Good job, folks, for stepping up. Well, we five, didn't five, hear five and a half million dollars raised in less than three weeks. They didn't hear Tone, but they felt him. They felt Tone's presence. He doesn't need <laughs> Tone a Tone just has he has an aura. that energy. You can see his aura. I wish, Tone, we got to get a camera on you so people can see. Tone's like, he, he's got great energy. He he's, looks like he's from the streets of Philadelphia. He's half as good as looking as I am. That's what he looks you know. like, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> but he... uh He's the man who makes the magic happen behind our production. So we love Tone. But yeah, the, the Houston deal, five and a half mil in less than three weeks. Boom. That's what we're talking closed about. Closed out, 206 units, deal closed. Um, Done. But that was uh, many of you who are on the accredited investor list, the deals list. You want to know more about the syndication, passive income opportunities, whether it's now, in the near future, in the distant future. My goal for the Millionaire Mindcast is to consistently put out quality and valuable deals that I know are vetted, that have good operators and people and teams involved and behind them with a great business plan yep. that ultimately is going to be something that stewards your capital properly. Hence why I've turned down 25, 30 over the last year, because one, I felt a shift was coming. And two, um, there was just a lot of people out there that were syndicating and could fog a mirror and people were giving them money. And it was and unfortunately, for a lot of those people, it's not going to pan out very well over the They're next couple of years. Yeah. Um, but usually a couple of year that we'll put out to our Millionaire Mindcast family. I got another great one coming on um, the Green Coffee Company. He's got a big announcement too. Yes. At some point. I do. It's coming. I can't share it yet. It'll probably come towards the end of the year. Um, really excited about that one. So again, if you guys want more information on that, text the word DEALS to 844-447-1555. Highly recommend. Um, we got... 
other events coming up for I you guys. Have, I should have some dates. To you got an itinerary about, for us yeah, at that yeah, point? About, yeah, I'll have, I'll have it in about 10 days. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll have that stuff out to you cool. guys. So one event a quarter. Again, this is not a, a profit center type of opportunity for us. This is a networking create world-class experiences that selfishly Ryan and I get to go and participate and be around mm. amazing people like you It's a really good who time. are networking, investing, building badass businesses, taking big actions towards your goals. And this is a collaborative environment where we just get to do really cool shit uh, for a full day. So if you want to know about those events coming up, just get on that list. Events 844-447-1555 and for those of you that are, you know, wanting to connect a little bit more on the behind the scenes with me, um, get on my millionaire notes list. That's a, the text letter that I'm sending out. We got what? What are we in week two? Week three? Week two? Um, week three coming out. Um, what I'm reading, uh, what I'm excited about, projects uh, that we're working on, Q&A from you guys um, in our inner circle, Hello. a photo point of view of kind of some stuff that I don't always share on social media. So uh, you can just text the word notes to that same phone number and get on that list. And there's some freebies and some exclusive stuff that uh, goes along with that. You were going to say? I was just going to plug, you know, a good other friend of mine that you also know very well. If you're looking for a fun book to read that's in theme with this time of year, Dyer Lane, you can get it on Amazon. You can get Kindle. You can get a paperback copy. Um, It was a good book. And if you're living in Northern California, it's got a little, we've, I didn't even know. Yep. Yeah. And then of course you Dude, I'm so proud of my wife. Oh yeah. Not to go super tangent. But um, I brought it up when you see somebody and, and this has nothing to do with her. I think this applies to anybody. Like when you see somebody in your world and this is, I think, part of what great leaders do. Um, and I'm not doing this to pump myself up. I'm saying when you see someone in your world and you have an opportunity to help breathe some belief into them, when you know and you see talent in somebody, you see skills in somebody, you see potential in somebody one of the greatest gifts you can give that person is to give them belief that maybe they don't necessarily have in themselves at that moment. And I've been breathing as much as I can into my wife for quite some time because I know she's crazy talented at writing. And so to see her take that leap of faith, dude, I've never seen her happier, more inspired, more confident in who she is. Like dude, she has the meme queen. She is the meme queen for House sure. of Dragon and that mixed oh, together yeah. right now. It's just good time. So yeah. shout out to shout out to Marie. Shout out book, to Dyer Lane. Top shelf book reviews wife. if you guys want to check her out. But my wife who got it and said it was awesome. So I just want to plug that in there. You're the man. Uh, I know she'll love that. Uh and we're going to your Halloween party here. Yeah, it's pretty soon. Yeah. I'm excited. I got I got my shit. Don't can't tell you yet. I'm gonna come in looking real, real nasty. Uh trivia question. This date in history, October eleventh. This is kind of somewhat in theme with the sentiment of what we're seeing and feeling right now. I wonder if it's October. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closes above 1,000 for the first time in nearly a decade, finally recovering from the brutal 1973 to 1974 recession. I'll give you a little bit more backdrop here. And I thought that was the first time ever. The recession in the 70s served as a tough reminder for many about the long-term nature of investing. There have been four periods since 1900 where the U.S. stock market has given a negative 10-year return, and the 70s was one of them. This is one of the reasons I've been focusing so much time on Wall Street and stock market history. It sets expectations and helps you remember what is truly normal. Stocks will have periods of low and even negative returns, and that's something that investors have to be okay with. The 70s is known for its recession, 
but the chart above only tells part of the story. The 70s and early 80s also saw the U.S. fighting high inflation, which reached into double digits in the early 1980s. When adjusted for inflation, the 70s and early 80s represent the worst performing period in stock market history. That I can I can take into account because all the returns are getting eaten up by right. inflation. Yep. So they there people were making money, but it was like making money to to bring yeah, it negative. It, it or have a lesser negative. Yeah, it almost showed like a, a decade of this graph and like the where it started and like where it all like ended up. Like they were like equal over a decade. So it's yeah, kind of crazy. I believe that. I don't think that we would have anything. Uh, I know we will. They, there's tools and functions we have with the stock market today, today that we just didn't have back then and don't do. So that will never happen again. Um, but regular stock market cycles have to happen. And it, it ha- it's a repricing of assets back to normality. Things get overpriced. They have to go back down. Um, we haven't had, like I said, a, a recession or anything like this since maybe 2008. Mm-hmm. 2020 was a dip of the toe in the water. That That was a uh, that's a recession on the books. It's it's labeled as a recession, but that's what was not a real recession. It's a V-shaped recovery. Yep. I mean, even like it 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 just looked like it, it dropped off a cliff and bounced all the way back up almost immediately. So where are we at in this phase of the market cycle? Capitulation. And what does capitulation mean? It's like two thirds, or on a ten scale, or like seven tenths of the way through a cycle, and it's where essentially investors have. We've ridden the market down pretty good, and it's going to be now very choppy for a while. You'll get dips, you'll get pops, you'll get dips, you'll get pops, but it's going to be almost contracting. Uh, Maybe a contraction trending downward, but not like a huge dip like we've gone through in the past couple months. Um, Capitulation, the way I like to understand and explain it to people is it's when people's fears have been bottled and they start reacting on them. And it's almost the worst time you could because you've gone this far and almost made it through the whole market cycle. We started this cycle mid-January, and here we are almost in December. So we don't have that much more time to go through this cycle in most professional uh, economists' opinion. Now, that being said, we got a lot of things working against us that are making people fearful. And that really drives capitulation. What Capitulation is a, an emotional state of, of mind combined with the time seeing your accounts continuously go mm-hmm. down in value. Um, that's a, that's hard to, even, even for myself, you know, I, I think about, oh, man, am I being too aggressive in my account? Am I doing this? No, you know, I even have to, to check myself sometimes you, it's very natural. So when you have those thoughts or you feel that way, it's not a negative thing. Um, you, you know, those, your money is like your kid. You don't want to see your kid drown or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. So, I can understand that, but then removing emotion becomes so important because we can't really make an emotional decision with it, with our money. That's where we make mistakes. That where that's where we get over leveraged, or we make or we get out of the market right before the the market goes up. And a, and a fun fact that I think I shared last week, but I'll share it again this week: fifty um, percent of the best days in the stock market, actually fifty four percent of the best days that have ever happened in the S and P five hundred ever since nineteen twenty seven have happened in bear markets. Hmm. And you you have to be a part of those days to speed up the recovery time for your assets. And another thing I like to remind people is as long as you're putting money into your account, you average your position costs down and buffer the losses down and down and down. And then the whole while you get paid dividends. That's the, that's the whole point of buying quality. 
quality is a is a is a volatile definition on something because in 2020 quality was tech right now yep. it's oil companies and industrials and your large cap value players that have huge staves of cash great books value changes depending on where we are and what we're doing and what we're buying and why time of the year seasonality how people are thinking that's what value is you have carry how much momentum am i going to make above and beyond a regular stock. You have size, you have quality. There's all these factors. And I send brochures to a lot of our clients about factor investing. That's what we do. We take in all these macro and microeconomic factors and we bake all of them into the decision because all of them have one thing in common. There's no emotion in them. They're statistical parameters that give us the best data that we can get to choose stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, bonds, what have you. And you're gonna lose money being invested in the stock market multiple times. But as long as you stay the course, the data says that once you've been invested for 10 years and you start at the beginning or near the beginning of a bull market, you have a 96% chance of not taking losses to your principal in a recession. You have so much in earnings and your principal will be so low that yeah, you'll go, you'll dip into your earnings, but you're not hitting your principal. You know, that everybody's house in the United States minus micro sheds of markets are losing value. My, my home's value, I got the report, went down by 30 basis points, you know, like 60 grand or something like that. And I was like, oh my goodness, oh no. The number's lower on the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, just like you don't sell your house, you don't just go and say, ah, yep, you know, done with this. I got to go and pop over to this one. No, you have to make, ma'am, I have a position over here that's doing really good. Maybe I can sell some of that and buy some of this since this is down because I do know what this is. And I, I, I like Microsoft. Yeah, I think Microsoft is going to be around probably in five years. That's something I can buy. I like ASML. I like um, I like Taiwan Semiconductor. I like AMD. I like NVIDIA. You have to just buy these names knowing that it's literally, it is not a slot machine. I've never seen, uh, it's been, I think it's been heightened with the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I've never seen people so up in arms like, I just started my investment account and it's now it's down. I just want to pull it out and be done. This isn't a one-year game. This isn't a five-year game. This is a lifetime, lifetime game. You have to continuously play it. It's like going into, you turn into Elvis of some sorts. You go into that casino and you never come out again. Mm. <laughs> but you, you want to stay there because you'll continuously make your money that way. You have to add into your quiver the arrows of real estate, traditional investments like I have, maybe insurance, maybe some businesses, and then little branches off of that, syndications, uh, being an LP or a silent partner in a deal. Maybe you lend your money to somebody and charge them an interest rate. This is the way you diversify your income streams. And that's how you, when you go through stuff like this, Matt and I are both having one of the hardest business years of our lives. We're still going on vacations and everything though. We're still having a good time. We have multiple income streams. We're diversified. And we know that this kind of stuff is going to happen. And you just have to stick to your stick to your guns. It's hard to do. It's easier to do it with people that are doing it with you at the same level. Definitely. Um, but just don't be afraid. Uh, I really am trying to encourage everybody, hear the calmness in my voice and know that my accounts are down way more than yours. And I'm putting, pro- I don't think there's one person of my client that puts more money per month in their account or into the stock market than I do. So I'm, I'm doing the exact same thing I'm telling you to do. I'm doing it myself. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce 
an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. It will work out long-term. You just have to have the ability to have faith in your process and look back at history at all those other bad times. The 70s and 80s are in our what? Past. We're here today talking about it in the future. Mm-hmm. That will be 20, that was 2020. That will be 2022 yep. and whatever else happens. So you got to be, be committed to that process. I was oh, watching yeah. a, a really good documentary on just some of the world's savviest and most successful athletes, business owners, investors. And they were more committed and addicted to the process than they were the outcome. Now, of course, the outcome is often what times drives the commitment and diligence in the process. But it was that mindset and, you know, discipline around the process that drove the outcome that ultimately most people admired about them. But for them, it was the growth, the discipline, the, you know, opportunity within that process that drove the outcome. And so most people are doing it backwards, right? They're always aiming for the outcome first and they forget what discipline, what factors, what habits, what focus goes into the process to get that outcome. They don't want to do that work over an extended period of time. People, process, product. And they actually go in that order too. You have to have good people. You have to have people doing a good process in order to get a good product or service, product, service, synonymous, but the P is, you know, so that's what you, you, Matt's hitting the nail right on the head. You have to have quality from the start to get all the way through the end and get a quality product. Yep. It's um, the same when I use my analogy of a McDonald's cheeseburger versus an In-N-Out cheeseburger. It's just a starting product that they, it's just still a cheeseburger, but the starting product is just 10 times better. So what do you say to, cause this week we got yeah. core and our CPI print. Yeah, so coming out this week, big, I mean, this is, this feels like a very important print here because if it doesn't come in where it is expected to to be, that, that could mean another leg down, some more, you know, uh, cleanup to be done in the economy as a whole. Jamie Dimon, your your man who I know you like. I love him. I bank with him. Yeah. But at the same time, he's he's talking on a little bit of a different track and narrative. So I want to get your thoughts on this. 
He gives a grim outlook on the market and makes his predictions on just how bad it can get. Rates going up another 100 basis points will be a lot more painful than the first 100 basis points, Diamond says. The S&P 500 could easily fall another 20% as the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates. He expects a recession in the U.S. will arrive and continue within six to nine months. We've already been in a recession, yeah, correct? Just, yeah. We're, so that would be a very long recession yeah, if he's saying he expects it to arrive within six to nine months. What's he talking about here and what's the overall sentiment from your perspective, your camp, and I guess just the financial industry you know, on Wall Street as a whole. I think that the message that he's trying to get across is fair. He's trying to make a message to retail investors that's digestible. The problem is there's a lot of like conflicting, like if you know the technicals behind what he's saying, there's a lot of conflicting uh, stuff going on there. So um, I don't agree that we're going to be in a recession in six months. Um, Just, I think we're going to be coming out of it actually at that point. I think we've already been in a recession and a technical recession at that because we have things going on that aren't are typical of a recession. Um, but this is our 2022 recession. It's we're going to have to name it or whatever we're going to name it, but it's a recession. Um, it doesn't feel that way, right? Like it really it does, doesn't feel that way. Outside does, of maybe your it does everywhere, what you experience, does like everywhere except like the labor market. Are, it says yeah. everywhere in the, it does everywhere except the labor market. That's the only place it doesn't feel like yeah. there's a recession. Yeah. Unemployment's still unemployment's what, crazy low. And it just five. went 3.5. Um, it will probably continue to stay pretty strong there. That's why I keep telling y'all, you can't have a full blown crisis with people working. It simply does not pencil out. Payroll taxes come in from companies running payroll. That's a lot of money. The federal government will just raise payroll taxes if they need to. Um, I just you you can't just take one data point and sprint with it. You have to take all data points, and then if all data points lead to the one thing, then yeah, it's 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 clear as day. That's what's going to happen. All data points are not leading to that. We just have inflation. That's that's stubborn and it's continuously cooling. And and you believe it's going to come in below, yeah, core. And again, uh, I know, you don't know why. I have no <laughs> just so, just so I preface this. I have zero data to back this up. Just so you're, I I my gut makes me feel like we don't have it under control. We 100 percent do. We do. But yeah, like it's right I don't now. Know why. I just don't. I right. just don't feel like we have it under control. I don't feel like. We've actually, people are living like we're in a recession and because we're not in a recession, we're in a technical recession. Okay. It's different. It's just like, just like 2020 was a recession, not a technical one. Mm-hmm. It was a recession. Unemployment spiked way up. Yep. It, it's just, it was short lived. That one was its own type of recession. Yep. This one that happened in the seventies, that's its own type of recession. Every recession is going to be its own thing. It's not just a it's not a square that goes into a square. Right. I mean, a lot of people talk about it like that. It's just not. It's as unique. It would almost be the same thing as like if I had 100 people come in to do an x-ray and me doing the same financial plan for 100 people. Yeah. It just that uh, people do that, but that would not be an effective way to do investment advising for people. That would be a cookie cutter. Um, we have it under control. The data says that I'm def- deflationary peer, uh, pressures on commodity prices are going down. Um, I would be the, the people that know the least amount about it are going to be, um, the big guys are not going to tell you the truth. Uh, that's something you should make sure you know, cause they don't want you to know. Correct. And the little guy 
is never in the know until it's already gone past. Yep. So that's not the person you want to be getting your advice from. Somewhere in the middle is the right answer. Um, and I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the big guy and I'm not the little guy. Um, I'm not Robin Hood by any means, but I, I think that if you just take a step back and say, we've been in this cycle for 10 months, cycles don't last more than 12 to 14 months historically on average. Um, we have a lot of good stuff coming up in November as far as, uh, it looks like the, I'm scared to say this. It looks like the Democrats will take the Senate, or excuse me, take the house by a probably pretty wide margin. And it looks like they'll push to be almost on par. The Democrats? This, excuse me, Republicans. I was like, what, what side sorry. are you on? Bro? Um, sorry, Republicans. So it looks like we're going to have a decent <laughs> red wave, which will get stuff put enacted that will be good for the economy. Like stop spending money on stuff that just doesn't need money to be spent on. Not sending an excessive amount of funds to Ukraine. Um, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff in the works that people are just not baking into it including that Christmas is coming up and earnings season where we're getting in the meat of another round of earnings season. And I know that that's not as important right now. The only thing that really matters is when are they going to, when are they going to raise interest rates by less than 75 basis points? Mm -hmm. And when are they going to give the trajectory that we're going to cool off? Fed that makes that policy says they're looking at headline and they're looking at core PPI and CPI, and they're making policy based off of core. We should have two core prints this week, one tomorrow, where PPI comes in below, meaning it's cooled. And core, again, removes a lot of more of the volatile uh, factors that are in there. Second to that, um, I think CPI is going to come in at about a 20 basis point drop on the, um, the core print, which would get us back to par on the last because we went up by 10 basis points on mm -hmm. the last and then back down another 10. So we would take us catch back up and then go down. Yep. Um, that's because housing prices are going down. That's in that CPI uh, equation. Oil prices have spiked up again to right under $90 a barrel. And I think that that's an easy fix. But, you know, again, Democrats are in the office. They don't want to drill domestically. They'd rather go buy it from a dictator or a terrorist for some reason. I have no idea why, but sounds like a Democrat if you ask me. It's, it's a very easy, there's not, it's not hard to fix. If we started, here's how you fix the recession in 30 days. You announce unlimited uh for the next like end of the year for the next quarter you go give domestic oil producers the ability to drill that'll instantly send oil prices way down yep which is going to then bake into the bake into our um our our cpi and ppi prints then stop sending people free freaking money they're still doing it in new york i have no idea how oh, they're doing it here in cali too yeah stop sending people free money it's not free. It's my tax dollars. So stop sending it to them because you're just going to raise taxes on me. And third, stop raising fucking interest rates. Honestly, it, the, the economy needs, we could raise interest rates by zero. We could cut them, in fact, and it would be fine. We don't need to raise interest rates. It, Jer, uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Siegel, uh, Wharton School of Finance, Professor Emeritus, the head of Wharton School of Finance, super prestigious uh, financial institution in the United States and very old. He is like the Fed is absolutely on their rocker because when inflation was going up and it was clear, they said, we don't need to raise interest rates. Mm -hmm. And now inflation is going down and it's clear. And they're saying, no, we need to keep raising them. It's completely not true. If we stopped raising interest rates tomorrow, that'd be the best thing that could happen. What's probably going to happen is we're going to get a 75 basis point, And then I hope that they announce a 50 basis point hike on the next. And the second we get any sort of 
hint at dovishness, whether it be from the FOMC minutes tomorrow or by a announcement that we are going to raise interest rates by, by a lesser, you are going to see a five plus percent move in the NASDAQ that day. Mark my words, that'll be a huge day for broad market indices. And that will start and mark the, re- the recovery phase. And then once they get interest rates down even more, maybe where they're neutral, hey, we're not going to raise anymore. That's when you'll see a cyclical bull cycle start again. My anticipation now is I'm going to have to come back next week and play my violin and tell y'all I was wrong in March. Sorry, I don't have a crystal ball that works. Um, but I'll have clarity on where I think we will be. And that's now looking more so like it's going to be Q1 or into Q, early Q2 uh, next year, which is fine. It's totally fine that that's the case. I, obviously, I want it to, the recovery to start in November like I anticipated. That's just becoming less and less and less of a reality. And we keep it real here. So next week, we'll, hear, we'll, we'll come in and we'll see what the market's saying to us. And um, I'll be able to have a lot more clear picture then. And inflation, obviously, is still a big concern for a lot of people. It's the main, main Dude, concern. I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite things online is seeing the TikTokers go nuts and bananas over inflation. Like, have you seen some of those? No. We're, we're going to have to pull some of those up next week. It's it's pretty funny. All the people that were... I don't have TikTok. Agree, you don't have to. I mean, they put them on Instagram and okay. stuff like that. But the people that were... I'm talking like aggressive far lefters and all the policies that they were talking about and, you know, bashing anybody that was in the middle, not even a far writer. And now like all of these things that the policies that they literally, yeah, it's funny, you know, some of the people on, on, on the right who are in the media, they'll go and like dig up all these old clips of certain yeah. people who are saying this and that and then complete opposite, you know, six or 12 months later. But inflation is, is still a big issue, right, for a lot of people. U.S. congressman introduces a gold standard bill. Yeah, that was crazy. Talk about that. And, I mean, that that seems just more scary that, yeah. to go back to, to the gold standard. Then. To me, what I see the front-end problems that it would handle because it would tackle inflation and stuff like that because we have, we have this much gold and that's the value of it, our dollar based on the value of the finite amount of gold we know we have. Um, the problem with that is, is gold is a finite, a substance on earth. We don't know how much of it there is. We just know there's a a good amount of it. Uh, the estimates are that it's about the, if you took all the gold in the world and you put it in like a cube, it'd be about the size of the Mercedes Benz stadium in, uh, where's that new Orleans. So that's about the size of the cube that you would get. Um, Interesting. the thing that would blow that out of the water is if we started space mining, cause there's a crap load of gold on asteroids. In fact, they found an asteroid that has like a hundred times the amount of known gold on it than is currently on earth. So that would be something that would be good, but I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. It would make it because gold is a, a scarcer commodity. That's what keeps its price going up. Um, if people started lending money out and we have a lot of money going out, that's now kind of backed. Okay. That money can't, no more of that money can be made anymore because gold has to back it. And there's not any more gold to back it. It's going to shoot the price of gold crazy high. Uh, so that'll make it like a commodity that's very hard for people to buy and sell. If you have a lot of gold, you'd be really happy. Um, and on the flip side of that, it's going to make money scarce. It's going to really tighten the money supply. So I, I think like 6% interest rates would just be like normal, 4 to 6% interest rates. That's like a normal thing at that point. Um, we, The way we have our money system set up now, we can just literally, it's a, it's a money is made. 
because it's done on a ledger. And then the there's penalties to your credit score or to your your financial worthiness as a as a consumer if you don't pay your dues. It's it's really a it's really like I mean if you think about it it's a handshake and a yep you're gonna pay and if you don't pay we're gonna get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is. The only way that system works is if we don't back it on gold because we just don't have enough gold to send money out like that. Yep. But what it has done that system the negatives of it it's ballooned our national debt. Um, and that's something that can be scary because, you know, what if we default on that debt? I don't see us doing that at all. Well, and look at what the global economy has done. We're not the only ones who no, and, and insane amounts of money. A, a lot of people don't, a, a lot of that number is, uh, just mortgages. Yeah. In fact, the vast majority of that number, like, uh, more than 60% is mortgages. Well, and this is why I don't think this is the single data point or argument that I'm kind of making right now that I think a lot of people are not really digging into, which is we're not going to see a market crash because the MBA, Mortgage Bankers Association, the mortgage credit availability and what it looks like today versus what it looked like in the boom of 2004 to 2006 completely different. I know. I had this conversation. Non-stated, no-income type loans. I mean, literally fog a mirror and say you make $200,000 a year and get a $500,000, a million-dollar jumbo loan. No joke. How easy it was back then versus what it's looked like since the great financial crisis. Completely two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep. And so lending was really solid over the last decade, honestly, for the most part really tightened up the criteria, the credit score, your debt to income. Like you had to provide some real documentation to be able to get somebody to give you a good chunk of money, right? Like hopefully we learned from that last financial crisis. And this go around, homeowners have more equity in their homes than any other time in the history of homeownership. Yep. So I think with how many people have interest rates at three or a four or even five and under over the last few years, they just don't, why sell? Why get out of that? Unless you're in a really, really, really tough spot to have that as your last bargaining chip thrown into the center of the pot to cash that in. Most people are going to just stay put because you exit out of that and mortgage rates today, 7.14% today. So if you're sitting at a three and a half percent interest rate pretty. and what your mortgage payment is on that versus selling out and maybe you get a little cash in your pocket, but where are you going next? What are you buying next? How much is that going to cost you? Right? People, it's, it's just going to be a much lower real estate economy. Yep. And, and that's it. You're going to see attrition in home mortgage lenders, attrition in realtors, attrition in investors. Because at the end of the day, the people who are ultimately either just getting lucky by being in the game, which kudos to them for at least taking those risks and getting in the game, or were just order ticket takers and didn't really know what they were doing, but by being in the game, we're getting rewarded for it. Those days are long gone. It's just over. It's just not going to happen anymore. It's not. And so now you really have to have a business model. You have actually have to have a network. You actually have to have a value proposition. You actually have to have skills in order to be able to survive in what can be a challenging economy and landscape. And so 
I don't think we're going to see any real estate massive crash. I think I we're going to see the velocity of what we've been seeing in terms of offering and in terms of selling and in terms of houses, you know, appreciating at the rate that they were. It's going to drastically compress and get slower. But I don't think we're going to see some major fallout of the market and major fallout of home values. We'll see a correction for sure, just like we've seen in stocks, right? Yeah, and just we've like, had more of a more than a correction in stocks, but we are we are by technical definition in, in a recession, right? It's more than a twenty percent drop off the fifty-two week high, peak to drop. I mean, it's just. But to your point, I would say a similar thing to the stock market, which is all part and, and, of and if the you, cycle. Yeah, and if you just go back one step further, like you're floating in the room, looking at yourself, thinking this thought, man, in two years, none of this will even matter. No. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. In two it, years, we'll have, a, we'll, we'll have a new president and it'll be something else will be being talked about and none of this will even matter. And hopefully when it did matter, you took advantage of it. Yep. It's, it's not more complicated than that guys. And we really try to keep it, th- we kiss it so hard. We keep it simple, stupid. We really try to keep it so simple for y'all. And I, I know people call me, hey, Ryan, they give me these long things. And my answers are like two lines. Yeah, I understand. Being invested in the stock market when the stock market's down is really hard. But it's part of being invested in the stock market. Best thing you can do is put money into your account. That's it, right? Period. I mean, literally, period. There's nothing else. I don't buy junk. I speculate. I don't buy junk. I have no junk in any of my portfolios. Not one. I don't do that. Stuff has to, it has to correct It does for the cycle and the way that the functions and fundamentals of our ecosystem, of our economy, of our financial systems, of our business systems, of our real estate systems, in order for those to symbiotically function and flow over long extended periods of time, right? And Ray Dalio does a good job of breaking down kind of Long term, yeah. short term, and all the cycles, and that's a that's, piece of news. Actually, yeah, that two step down. That's yeah. What I was, I Ray Dalio stepped down. Yeah. That was you that's, sent me that. Yeah, while I, was out I couldn't the, think of his name for a second. Yeah, yeah right. Ray Dalio Bridgewater stepped down and, and quote unquote retired. I guess right. He had already announced like three years ago he was going to do it, so it's not nothing crazy. No. But but he does a great job of kind of explaining. He's really analytical in terms of how he studies. You know these infrastructures of finance and global power and politics and all that stuff and how they interact. Yep, and really tie into your wealth building. Um, and, you know, I think people just have to be okay with the fact that this is a massive opportunity to yeah. lean into that could completely change your entire life. If you look at it the right way, you approach it the right way. And we all know two people from two that, that were invested in 2008. There's two different people and you can choose to be one of two. We know that there's one person who said that if things were going to get hard, it sucked. I lost a lot of money. I lost my job, but I did the hard thing. I put my nose down and I grinded. And look, I made all my money back and then some. And then you have the other person, and I don't think anybody wants to be this person, where they talk like, oh, yeah, my, I lost all my account value, so I went into cash and the stock market doesn't work and this and that. Do you want to sound like that person or do you want to sound like the first person? Who sounds smarter? Or who sounds like they just made a stupid decision and are sour about just it? Just bitter, yeah. Yeah, so and just, I'm telling y'all, it's it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Real estate is much harder on the deals and stuff. My stuff is just like, find somebody who's not going to buy you crap and then buy a lot of it and keep buying it. Same thing with real estate, but there's a lot. Uh, that 
there could be Houston. There's lots of apartments in Houston and nice areas that would be really terrible things to buy. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's a little bit harder. And that's why we did that episode a while ago. We were harping. It's so important who does, uh, who's involved in your finances. Yeah, your team. And I think just constantly being ready to level up. <laughs> when, when you get the call, right? Like you better be ready because opportunity does not wait for anybody. Nope. And I have heard that statement said to me so many times and it becomes that cliched statement because it is so true. But if you think about, if you're in your 30s, you're probably only going to see five more of these opportunities in your life. If you're in your 40s or 50s, maybe four. Maybe two. Right? Like, And so really thinking about how do you constantly level up? If the landscape, the economy, your job, your health, your marriage, whatever it is, if you're going through some turbulence right now, that is a calling that you need to level your shit up. It's just, it, it is the world. <laughs> God, the universe, whatever you believe in, it is a universal law that when you are facing that type of hardship or those types of challenges, that is your greatest opportunity Mm -hmm. to be called up to figuring out how you get to a new version of yourself that unlocks whatever it is that you're looking to go after. And you know, when I, I wrote down kind of like constantly having to level up, what does that look like? You work your tail off until you unlock something right? You reach new milestones, whether it's financially, it's getting a job, it's, you know, getting a new relationship, it's unlocking a health goal, whatever it may be, you unlock some milestone that you have not been to or achieved before because you worked your ass off. Like that's just the factor that comes into all of this is work ethic. Yeah. Then you plateau, right? Like we've all been there where you're like, high on making a nice six-figure paycheck or you closed a fat deal or you and your lady have been jamming and rocking and all of a sudden it starts getting a little stale or plateaued out or your health, you've been in the gym for a while and you don't feel like you're pushing yourself. You don't have that you know, beast mode in you anymore, right? You plateau. That's part of the way we as humans are designed. But that is the calling card for when you need to recreate yourself. Yep. I'm going through that right now, by the way. Um, I'm recreating my habits and disciplines based on what I know is the calling card for this next tier and level that I'm breaking through. And mind you, where I was at 12 months ago, mm. completely the different. dude I am today, yeah. I wasn't that guy 12 months ago. And I had to recreate, recalibrate, and retool a lot of my mindset, habits, tools, discipline, skills. So this is, if if you're listening to this right now and, and any of this is resonating with you, I would just encourage you as like, as shitty as it might feel, whatever mental, you know, shit you're going through, how frustrating or down or doubtful or fearful you might be. These are those moments that if you answer properly, it, the the answer is oftentimes stuff that we don't want to do yeah. and doesn't feel good to us, Preach but it. is 1000% the answer and necessary. Amen. Then are we in church? Lean in, (laughs) preach, lean into that right now. And I think we're in one of those seasons for a lot of people in a variety of contexts. But if we're talking about your career, your finances, your family, the shit that really matters, Mm -hmm. guys, now's the time to step up. Now's the time to lead and, and really show up for yourself and prove to yourself that you've earned it. And also lead in a way that inspires and calls other people up with you. And so, I think that I'll leave it with this because I, I know a lot of people are are somewhat stressed out or fearful, which, dude, you're always such a good 
voice of peace and logic in times that can be Trial high emotion, voice, yeah. right? Like in your world, you have to be that for a lot yep. of people when you're dealing with their finances. It's and pretty stoic. Very stoic. And so I saw this the other day and I thought this was cool and we'll leave you with this. Seven laws of peaceful living. Mm. Make peace with your past so it doesn't spoil your present. Mm -hmm. What others think of you is none of your business. Time heals almost everything. No one is responsible for your happiness except you. Don't compare your life to others. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Stop overthinking. It's okay to not know all the answers. Yep. And last but not least, smile. You don't own all the problems in the world and you just got to go out there and enjoy your life and live it to the fullest that you possibly can. Every day is a good day. Just some are better than others. That's right. So with that being said, if you guys got any questions for us, text those in 844-447-1555. Of course, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. Don't forget to take advantage of the free financial x-ray with Ryan and his team. Text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. I love seeing that go just sliding across the mm. screen tone. Look at that masterful production. Guys, join us on YouTube. Um, we're going to be doing some lives uh, shows here towards the end of the year and really kicking off 2023 um, with some of the stuff that we've got going on. So wanted to in, in, interact, engage with our community even more. Um, accredited investors, you want to get on my deals list, text the word deals. Uh, events, you want to come to one of our events, get in person, network, mastermind, be around other killers, be around other like-minded people. Um, people that are willing to get and do what is necessary to be at those types of events. Those are the people that you really want to surround yourself, especially in times like right now, invest in your community. Text the word events to 844-447-1555. Last but not least, get on my text letter. I love getting all the feedback and seeing all the cool stuff that you guys send me. Um, so you can text the word notes to that same um, phone number. That being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth and your March 2 million and beyond. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR 
to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends. Cheers.